started. <clears throat> okay, so last last class, class we got up to uh, the end of Perik Gimel. Right before that, right? But we didn't read the end. We got to Lamed Aleph, I think. No, no, we read it. We yeah, read we read it. Uh, where Nebuchadnezzar sends a message saying these great wonders happened to me that I want to tell, but then forget it doesn't finish it. And it doesn't say what the uh, what the wonders are, so it's not clear what the you know what the next meaning is. This uh, is is what follows in Tarek Dalit actually the, the message they told them, or is it something else? Um, in any case, the the last thing that we saw was how from the event with the fiery furnace, Nebuchadnezzar again is uh, you know becomes yeah he becomes inspired to recognize God. And he has this continual series of epiphanies about God that he pulls back from them. He doesn't sustain his, uh, you know, the clarity or the community. So, and that, that's what we learned in the first three questions. Anan Nebuchadnezzar. Why do you say that, though? What? We don't know the chronology per se, right? I'm saying in each of those events, it seems like he slides back. Doesn't it? Yeah, yeah. maybe. So, that's what it seems like. We'll see what happens this time. Now, Anan Nebuchadnezzar, he's speaking in the first person because seemingly this is the message yeah. that he started opening with at the end of Perigim. Right? I was like at peace in my house. And I was like feeling, Ranan means like refreshed, or content. comfortable, content in my uh, chamber. Right? I saw a, uh, a, 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 a dream and like, scared me. It scared me, right? Dachal is scared. The harvorin on and thoughts on my bed. The chesved reishi yevadunani. No, 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 we're good. And, we're started. Uh, <laughs> and uh, visions of my head uh, shocked me, or you know, whatever. The, you know, we can try to use different. Yeah, try to use our thesaurus to give us different. Yeah, the point is he's speaking poetically, so he repeats himself. But he's using language that you learned from Daniel. Because he said, because what did uh, he originally said? Daniel originally said to him, the thoughts, your own thoughts, are coming up on your bed. Meaning, when you're sleeping, you're seeing images from your own thought process and from your own imagination. And that's exactly what uh, he's describing about himself, right? He's using the same language. And uh, and uh, I authorized basically making a policy or a law. To bring before me all of the wise men of Babel, so they would tell me the uh, meaning of my dream. So all of these different officials come, not officials, uh, you know, the Khartoumim, necromancers, necromancers, astrologers, whatever they are, Kastim is another type of astrologer or something like that. Astrologers are people who like tell the future, they're like Zorwins, they, they, they predict about the future. Okay, and I told my dream in front of them. They did not tell me the interpretation. So what's strange about this, right away? Yeah, why would he wait for that? Why would he call Daniel first, right? Ah, Finally, Daniel Belteshatzar. Keshum Elahi. Then Daniel, his name was Belteshatzar, like the name of my God. Vedi Ruach Elahim Kadishin Bed. The, the, the spirit of God is within him. What? Constantly refers to him as 
done other uh, yeah. both in this case yes, and right. even the book it always refers to him as Daniel because of the yeah. Yeah. Start calling him one of them. It could go back to what we were saying last night about the emphasis on the galut condition of the book. You know, just like the Aramaic the use use of the Aramaic is 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 a way to remind us of the conditions that they were, that they were in they were living, existing in a galut setting. So he keeps mentioning that, you know, to remind you of that, that. But he says, the spirit of the holy God is in him. And he, uh, and I said before him the dream. Of course, the question is, why didn't he tell him the dream first? Uh, and why do you think that is? Because he didn't want Daniel to answer. Why not? Daniel's good at interpreting dreams. I think his dream His interpretation Has been pretty the good The king never asked Daniel to interpret The dream though Didn't he yeah. but he, Daniel, they, Daniel. he just He volunteered The last time He was killing everyone And Daniel oh, volunteered Meaning So I'm a little confused He never like Called her What's He was killing everyone And Daniel like want, Didn't want to die And so I'll, I'll Translate the dream Right That's True yeah. True but it also could be That Daniel Always brings in This other You know He brings in A whole other piece To the puzzle because when Daniel comes, he comes with this whole stuff about he, no. his interpretations are challenging the Yisodot, the Yisoda Yisodot of Nebuchadnezzar's worldview. He doesn't really want that. He just wants an interpretation that fits within the worldview. He doesn't want that guy who always goes off on tangents. Of, you know, like sometimes you don't want a guy getting up to speak who starts going off on, you know, says, you know, he's going to, oh my God, you know, he's going to bring up that subject. Yeah, he, he changed the, the narrative that we're all going through. Yeah. Like, we're talking about Brachot and then he starts speaking about Shefa Ben then. <laughs> Why did last that happen? Year. Last year. <laughs> sure, right? oh, last that, time we were here. I, I have no memory. I can't. The guy in there. Like, like, oh, that guy. Brachot. Yeah. Hijacked our shoe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think he's been missing us the last three years. I, I think he converted to a Rambamist. And, uh, anyway. Um, it's like a spout that opens up. Yeah, a spout. Oh, is that what he said? Yeah. How do you remember this stuff? Well, I, don't you remember this. I don't remember. I don't remember that at all. Okay, belt shatzar rav chartumaya di anayid et di ruach elahin kadishin baach. So, master of the chartumim, like head of the, you are the head of the magicians because you put him in charge of that, right? That I know that the holy God spirit is in you. Bechalraz la neslach. And no secret is like able to escape from you, or you know is, is uh, uh, you know cannot uh, beat you. You can't be beaten by any secret. Meaning you'll you'll figure out every secret. The vision of my dream that I saw and its interpretation, set. Right. You're meaning you were able to say it. He's talking about last time, I guess. Right. You were able to say it last. Say it. Right, last time you told me my dream and the interpretation. Why does he call him Rav Khartoumaya? Because he had put him in charge of all of the Khartoumim and all of the uh, and all of the Chachamim uh, uh, of Babel last time when he when he discovered the, what the dream was and what the meaning was. So he put him in charge of it. So yeah, it's interesting. There is an irony again. I think that's part of the point that in the book. It keeps reminding you that Daniel is like in this weird sort of a setting where his identity is Rav Khartoumaya, which doesn't really fit his actual persona because he thinks that's Shtuyot, but that's, that's the position he's occupying. 
So, al mishkivi, So now he's going to tell him the the vision that I uh, of my head that I saw on my bed. I saw havet ilan that I saw a, uh, a a tree in the middle of the earth and it was very tall, very tall tree. Riva ilana utkif. The the uh, the tree grew and became very strong. Its height re- reached to the heavens. And its appearance, or its bran- I guess its branches actually probably means reached to the end of the earth. Meaning it could be seen to the end of the earth, or meaning it stretched to the end of the earth. Right? Either either it means it was visible, or it means it extended. Of Shapir in Beisagi. It had um, it had nice uh, uh, leaves, right? And in Beisagi, and a lot of uh, uh, of uh, what do you call it? Sprouts or fruit? Yeah, whatever sprouts from from trees. Uh, isn't there another word for it? I'm trying to think of. It says here. It says fruits. fruits. fruits I, I thought in bay means like uh, like buds. Yeah. Okay. Could be fruits. Okay. Umazon and it had food for everyone in it. tatlel All of the wild animals would get shade under it. Oh look, Uban poi and its branches would live all the birds. And all flesh was sustained by the. If it had if it had gone over the table, it would have exploded. Yeah, it's just like the harabai. You have to go around so you don't get burned. What is this dream? This wasn't his dream. This is Nebuchadnezzar's new dream. Wait, wait I thought this was a letter. What? No. no I'm he, confused. He seems to be telling the story of the second dream. That's what it seems like. Of a sec- When did he have the second dream? Just yeah. now. He's having a dream. We don't know about it. Oh, this is a... He's he's not, I thought he's he wants to say over his first dream. It's a new story. It's yeah. a new story. I guess he, skip, he skips over that. He wants this Who's he saying this to? to the world he sent this great. to the whole world this about is how the letter God he is. Says. And he's, it seems like this is the letter. This is the story? Yeah, it sounds like it. Part of the letter? Sounds like it, but... The I way mean, he's saying God is greatest through Daniel? No, he that he was... He, he, if you read the pshat just straight through, it sounds like Nebuchadnezzar is sending a letter to all of the nations, telling them is, God is very great, and then he starts saying, I, Nebuchadnezzar, oh, had, a had a dream, and I called Daniel. We don't know what's going to happen. Oh, about the tree growing. That I was watching, and all of a sudden, some kind of a, uh, uh, a holy uh, being, right? Some kind of a um, an angel, I guess. Holy watcher, yeah. right? Came down from the heavens. again. He called out strongly. said, ilana Cut down the tree and chop its branches. Ataru um, ofye. Uh, I guess it means pluck its, its foliage, uh, yeah. yeah. Its, fruit. its uh, uh, leaves. Ubaduru in bayan like to scatter its fruits. Right. Trying to think of the word. Tenud in tachtoi. May the animals move away from under it. Vitziparaya min anvoi and the birds from its uh, from its leaves. In other words, basically, yeah, branches. So what's, what's basically happening is that this tree that was very mighty and was providing for everything, it was so strong and so impressive, is now going to be destroyed. And obviously everyone was living, all the creatures that were living in it or being sustained by it are going to have to find a new source. Okay? 
uh, but the um, stump, the stem, like the, uh, the roots, stumps, yeah. uh, leave it in the ground. Right, that's what it means. Yeah. The stump think, right? with the roots. Both. Right, the, leave, yeah. roots in leave the it in the ground. Uh, divara, and with the um, with the iron and uh, brass. What does that mean? What is it? And fetters of iron and brass. Right, that's like le right? What does it mean? In the oh, grass the of the fields. Right. What is something I, outside? I don't know what the word, word is. In fetters, F-E-T-T-E-R-S, of iron and bronze. No, that's the that's the best sword. In the herbage of the field. Oh, in the grass of the field. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And uh, in the heavens, in the, the, the dew of the heavens, Yitzhaba should be what? Covered? Yeah. Washed, washed. Washed, right? And with the uh, with the animals of the uh, uh, of the ground, I guess. Let him be drenched with the dew of heven and share earth and share, verdure right? with the beasts. Right. Share the uh, grass, right? I'm not sure what earth. Share grass with the animals. Whatever is calling out to whom. Out. Yeah, it doesn't say to whom. So it, it, I mean, it's in the kind of oh, verdures vegetation. It doesn't say. I mean, it says that there's a big tree, and the angel is calling out to cut down the tree, leave the leave the stem, leave the trunk, whatever you call it, stump. The stump, the trunk. right? The stump, and then uh, and then leave the stump in there, and then like the it says it right. The, it's saying that the the He'll, he'll, he'll be chained with uh, iron and brass, but it, it oh, sounds like it doesn't fetters means what, chain. Yeah, yeah. chains. And, and, chain? um, and uh, the grass of, and will, will be in the, uh, and the grass outside, and will be like washed with, meaning he'll be outside, so the wash will be washed with the, the towel of the, the stump. It sounds like it's about the stump. Yeah, what's yeah. going to be washed? The stump. Yeah, exactly. Oh. And it's going to share the grass with the animals of the field. But what, why would a stump of a tree share anything? Because it's not. And they just told the animals they want to go. The animals to go away, but now they're telling the animals yeah, to come back. Yeah, Yeah. So, but I guess what it means. Let's see what the Ralbag says. Says, but I mean, we're going to find out what the nivua means in a second. But its portion will be with the animals of the field. Okay, but it doesn't say what it's talking about. Levevei min anashai shanon. Um, his heart, meaning his mind, will change from that of a normal person. It will have a heart of an animal. Meaning the mind of an animal. So what it sounds like in the dream is that it's talking about the tree. right? But obviously the tree is a metaphor for somebody. But we don't know that yet. Okay? The heart, uh, he'll have a heart of a wild animal. And for seven periods of, t- seven period, seven periods of time will pass over. Big zirat irin pit by the decree of the angels, the word, you know, is the word. And by the, um, the statement of the, uh, uh, the uh, holy ones is the request, I guess it means, is the demand. So, until... Yindi'un chayadi shalit ila'a. What does that mean? Um, 
Let's see. So that all creatures may know. Oh, until all creatures know that Ilaa here means like Mal means Hashem. Mosai, is it Hak capital? Yeah, Hashem. Is sovereign over the realm of man. And whoever Yitzbe Yitzbe is like. Like from the Ketubat, the B means to Anon want something. gives what? And he gives it to whom he, he wishes. He gives kingship to whomever he wishes. Kingship? And, right. And he may set over it even the lowest. And the lowest person, Shval Anashim, Yakima, he can put even the lowest person in. Okay? Now, in the metaphor, it doesn't really make sense because all of a sudden we switch from talking about oh, a that's tree, the end of the dream. and God. it sounds like... Uh, right, it is one of the easier metaphors. Right. It sounds like a dream... Is about a tree, but it really sounds like it's about a person, right? This is my dream. I, the king Nebuchadnezzar, and Belteshatar, Kishrei Amar. And now, you know, Belteshatar, you have to tell me the explanation. None of the other wise people can tell me the answer. But you can, because the spirit, you have the spirit of God. Then, like, he was, like, out of sorts for a second. He was, like, taken aback. He was silent for a second. He didn't know what to say for a moment. And his thoughts shocked him. So he, he, he could see that Daniel didn't want to say the explanation of the dream because it was going to be negative on, on, on Nebuchadnezzar. He could see he didn't want to tell him. It reminds me of Eli and Shmuel. Yeah. When Shmuel didn't want to tell him the, the prophecy and he said, no, no, tell me. I want you to tell me. Yeah, he could tell he didn't want to tell him. He said, don't let it scare you. And, and Daniel says... My master, may this dream be about your enemies and the people against you, right? Meaning, may, it's a bad thing, so I, I wish it only on your enemies. Right? So, Ilana uh, dihazaita diravautka. Did I skip something? No, now the explanation. Oh, yeah. So, the, the tree that you saw, diravautkif, which is uh, big and strong, its height reaches the heavens, and it's, it's visible on the whole earth. With the uh, nice uh, branches and leaves and, uh, and fruits. So he's describing it again. So this tree that has, that provides food for everyone and animals take refuge under it and so on and so forth. And the birds. It's you. The tree is you. So the metaphor of the tree and the vision is you? I think I have to say that again. Huh? You hear that. What? Uh, it's you. Uh, it's funny how, so far, all the... Your greatness um, is, 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 you know, reaches to the heavens, right? Your... your um, that it's a, it's basically a reference to the fact that you've become great and your power has reached the heavens. And your and your dominion extends to the end of the earth. You saw this heavenly being come down from the uh, from the sky. 
And he said to cut down the tree and destroy it. And that, that even though you should you should still leave the stump in the ground and you should chain it with uh, uh, with uh, iron and with uh, and with copper and in the grass of in the grass of the fields and it will it'll be washed with the uh, with the dew of the of the sky. Uh, and its portion will be with the beasts of the field. Why does he have to repeat every single thing? You know? Just say it. Okay. This is the it's a decree of the Most High that's coming on my master, the king. You're going to be like disturbed and removed, right? You're going to be removed from humanity. You're going to live among the beasts. And you're going to end up eating grass like an ox. And you're going to be wet with the dew of the sky. And there's going to be seven periods of time, whatever it is, Passover. Until you recognize that the Most High rules human kingdom. Yit Nina, and the one who he wants to give it to, he gives it to. V'di Amaru, the Mishbak Ikar Shoshoi di Ilana, Malchutach Lach Kayama, Min di Tinda di Shalitin Shemaya. And the idea that the uh, of leaving the the root in the ground is that your kingdom will be restored or will be you know will be sustained from the moment that you recognize that heaven is in charge. Okay, I think that, I think that's what it means, right? Yeah. Was that right about that? After you recognize the heaven rules. Okay. And, uh, Lahen Malka, Milki This is really, really interesting, actually. Okay, so he says, My king, um, he says, may my, may my advice be good to you. May, may you like my advice. And your sin you should remove with Daka. By right, doing Daka. And you should um, you should deal with your uh, uh, with your um, by taking care of the poor, right? Yeah, inequities. What does it say? Inequities. Right, your sin. Yeah, your sin. It's saying by being kind to the poor. Yeah. Right. Then there will be an extension of your peaceful time. All of this happened to Nebuchadnezzar. Okay? Meaning that Daniel, again, gives him an interpretation. Dream was, was made about the trees. Right. It's cut down, it was taking care of everything, not taking care of everything anymore. Right. And interprets it as the king, your kingdom. You're going to be cut down, you're not going to be able to take everything, but the roots are going to stay there. It's going to be because you'll be restored. You're going to be in the fields with the animals, you're going to be wet by the dew, and then you're going to be. You're going to recognize God and come back. When you recognize God, push this off, you do this by taking care, doing staka and taking care of the poor, which apparently would be something that would make this decree push off. But it's a little bit confusing. He's saying you're going to lose it for seven years, but then he says when you realize God is God. Then he can come back and be king again. Is that what he means? He yeah, but then he gives him advice, just like very typical of. Uh, see, the first dream, he didn't give him any advice. No. 
right? So what happened was, even though we, tried, we sort of understood that the meaning of the dream, the implicit meaning of the dream, was that there's something you can do about it. Like, your kingdom doesn't have to crumble. There's something that there's... It, it might be salvageable if you rule differently, if you exercise your... But, but he didn't... Instead, he just tried to repel it. And it doubled Right, he doubled down on gold, everything gold, and, 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 and it didn't work. And then, and so from that story, there was another reminder that God was in charge, which was the, the story of the three gods, right? So now again, he's being told, but this time Daniel, in the interpretation, gives him the advice, which is, if you do chesed, meaning the, it's a matter of, of the egotism of the king, that, the, uh, that, he, that he's, he's not recognizing that God is the ultimate king, and if he takes care of the poor and he does tzedakah, it'll extend his, uh, his kingdom without this having to happen. He won't have to go through a traumatic experience to realize that God is the king. Okay? So it's a very interesting thing. You see again another uh, indication here of how much Daniel believes in Nebuchadnezzar's ability to be reformed. Right? He seems to like it. He see, if God is giving you this dream, it means that there's a possibility that you're actually going to learn this lesson and, and, and avoid this decree. Right? That, that's, the, uh, that's the implication. So it's, it's fascinating that, I mean, in the end, it doesn't exactly work out that way. But, uh, as we're going to see, but that he gives him an advice that we also see, we actually saw about B'nai Eli also. Which was do tzedakah, right? Do, doing tzedakah was like what the Chazal said. You won't be able to be saved by korbanot, but you will be by tzedakah or by uh, by uh, Torah. That's what the Chazal said. So it's similar here. He's telling him tzedakah. You know, tzedakah is ma'avir uh, Torah hagzera. But why? What we said yesterday. Why is Chesed the key? Why would Chesed be the key? He's not going to tell Nebuchadnezzar sit down and shteig. And and and, and that, that would be you're taking yourself out of the center and making it about someone else. Right? Right. It's more about the effect. Right. So what what's the effect of doing stuff? Huh? Humility, a little. Right. You're, Are we talking general? Or yeah, yeah. Why why do you think that would be the solution? To a haughty king. Right. So, yeah, because that's exactly what his flaw is. His flaw is being self-centered. Right? That's why the the cor- korbanot in the case of the wouldn't work is because. The whole thing was that they were doing things for themselves. They, were, they took the service and they tried to help themselves. They were just thinking about the other people. Um, so the antidote to that would be tzedakah. Think about the other person yourself. Right. And especially when you have the power of a kingdom behind you to be able to do that kind of... Uh, to be able to extend that kind of chesed. So it's a... By definition, to give tzedakah is similar to a korban. Right? What does it say? That our shulchan today is the mizbeach, right? Because you give let, to those who need, right? When you when you when you serve food to those who need, but to the poor, so you're, it's like the shulchan. Of, it's like the mizbeach, right? shulchan You're you're, share, you're taking what's yours that belongs to you and giving it to others. So it's a type of sacrifice for a higher purpose, not the higher purpose of directly honoring Hashem. But in this case, the way Daniel is, is, is framing it, he's basically saying, if you follow the darchei Hashem of providing, using your power to, and your wealth to provide for the poor, 
So that humility that you have, and, and instead of utilizing your means, the means that you have at your disposal for your for your own gratification, you use it to be holech b'darchei Hashem. That's how you're re- recognizing Hashem, because these are Hashem's creatures. You're taking care, uh, care of Hashem's creatures. You're like a proxy for Hashem. You become a proxy for Hashem. Okay, like a kli in the hand of Hashem. And maybe the advice is coming from the dream itself. In, in the dream, you were the pro- provider of everything when you got cut down. Exactly. Oh, very oh, good. Yeah. Right. If you were the provider. Oh, that's interesting. I think that's very good. Explain. Because the dream, in the dream, he was the tree. And he was providing shade for those who sat under him and giving fruit to those around him. So he's, he's using the dream, Daniel, to interpret for him. Be that provider, do yeah. the chesed, and, and <clears throat> this will be dochel. So stuff. why does he say this is a bad dream? That makes sense. Because this is what's going to happen to you. You're yeah. going to be cut down and thrown out for a number of years. For not doing the right That's thing. the interpretation of the dream. Now you can overcome that dream by doing the chesed. Right. Which is, why doesn't he do it? He doesn't listen well, to the right. Well, the, the thing is, I, I like what you said about the dream, though. Because it could be, like, one possibility is that Nebuchadnezzar had been doing good and had pulled back from it, right? And, he, and that's what the dream is, that he was originally providing more, and then he pulled back, you know, and, and that's the punishment, right? Or it could just be that by showing the tree providing for everything, he really wasn't actually doing that, right? But while he was doing that, he was okay in the dream. But I think it's a good observation. So the idea is when you utilize the power at your disposal to serve God, in this case serving God meaning serving providing humanity. for God's creatures, providing for humanity, so that's, uh, that's actually a, uh, you know, that will save you. That will be a zechut that will save you. It shows your, rec- you, you don't want to have to be forced and humbled to recognize God against your will. You want to recognize God out of your own conscious free will and take action that demonstrates that you recognize God. And, uh, and, and the way you can do that is by taking these, you know, t- taking these measures, taking these steps. It's, but I just, I'm, what I find really fascinating about the book is how much Daniel seems to regard Nebuchadnezzar as a person who can get this idea and can become a great king. He can become a good king. He keeps trying to nudge him. But you also see Nebuchadnezzar's resistance. Because the resistance is, I don't want to, I don't want to talk to Daniel first. I'm going to go to every other one of the magicians to, because he probably suspects in his With mind. Else, they're all uh, yes, not because right. going to tell him. Right. Daniel's going to tell him what to do. He's going to tell him the truth. Annoying. Right. So he doesn't want to hear that. So if he can get a satisfying interpretation that fits else. with his pre- preconceived notions, but he's still looking for the truth. Right. So he, he, the right, because he's not satisfied. So you, see the, you see the potential in him. Yeah. And even so, he's not listening to the echo chamber of people that are telling him, oh, no, don't worry, you're good, everything is good. Like, no, right. something's wrong. Right, it, it doesn't satisfy him. Right. And, and he needs to go to Daniel in the end. But he definitely tried to see first if there were any other options before he, you know, like when, uh, when what's his name, went to Yehoshaphat, and he said, uh, and when Yehoshaphat came, he's like, uh, do you have any uh, Nevi'eh Hashem here by any chance? You know, these guys are all... Uh, yeah. Yeah. They're all saying the same thing. Same, same thing, yeah. Uh, there's 400 of them. They're all saying the same yeah. thing. How, how likely yeah. is it? Right. All 400 of them. Do you have any Nivyeh Hashem by any chance? Anyone real here? So what happens? Liktzat Yarchin Tureyasar at the end of 12 months. So a year. Al Echal Malchuta Dibabel Malechaba. He was walking on the wall of the palace, I guess. They used to like walk to look around from the. 
uh, you know, from like the ramparts of the palace, I guess. Name Malkavi Amar. Hala Dahi Bavel Rabta. This is the great Bavel. Diana Benaita Lebet Malchu. Betkaf Chisni Velikar Hadrin. That I built it into a uh, into a kingdom with my great power and for my own my great honor, right? For my Yakar uh, Hadri Hadri is like my. He's not doing the festival. Right. It's not getting like he's not. He's, he's still, still self-centered. He's still self-centered. Right. And so he and he's. It's interesting. Like, if you think back to David looking at you know looking and see meaning those moments where the king is looking out at his kingdom and starts thinking how great he is he's is like the, that's when he gets in trouble. David Melech looking out the window sees Bacheva. You know, he doesn't go to the war. He's just shooting the breeze, you know, hanging out. Yeah. And then suddenly, you know, so Nebuchadnezzar is walking around looking, meaning he's not doing anything. He's not doing anything to serve his people. He's just walking around and looking at everything as a reflection of his greatness. <coughs> and at that moment, kal <coughs> At the moment that the word was in the mouth of the king, a sound from heaven came down. Lach Amrin Nebuchadnezzar Malka Malchuta Adat Minach. To you, they say, Nebuchadnezzar, the king, the kingship is taken away from you. Umin Anashalach Tardin, you're going to be removed from humanity. Vim Chevat Bara Midorach, you're going to live with the wild animals. Isba Ketorin Lach Yitamun, you're going to taste grass like the oxen. There are going to be seven periods of time that are going to pass. Until you realize that uh, that uh, the, the, the Most High uh, is over the kingdom, you know, human king, all human kingdom. And to whoever he wants to give it, he's going to give it. At that moment, something uh, came upon Nebuchadnezzar. And he was like, he went crazy basically. Right? He went eating grass. His body was soaked with dew. Till he had a vulture's hair, wild hair, I guess, and uh, long fingernails too. Nazir? Yeah. Is this saying he went crazy? Yeah, he, he went crazy. Went, he lost his mind. Outside of he lost his, that's what I was saying. He lost his mind, sort of, right? He went and lived as like one of those yeah. wild people on the. On the, the yeah. Everything grew, he didn't cut it, he didn't groom himself, no haircuts, yeah. nothing else. Ate the grass. Yeah. He was like a. Uh, like one of those, like a wandering homeless guy, you know, yeah. crazy homeless guy. And, Velikzat Yomaya, Anane Mukhanetar, Ainai, Ishmayanitlet. At the end of the days, Aine Mukhanetar, I turned my eyes to heaven. Umandi Alai Yetuf. And my, my consciousness, my brain, whatever, my mind returned to me. Ole Ilaa Barchet. And I, I blessed. The high, the most high, Ulchai Alma Shabachet Vadret, 
to the Eternal One, I praised and I honored Him, the Shultanei Shultan Alam, because His dominion is eternal, and His kingship is generation after generation. Everything, all inhabitants of the earth are nothing, right? And they're like nothing, right? Um, According to his will, they do in the host of heaven, and the, and the inhabitants of earth. Nobody can protest against God. And say, what, what are you doing? I became back to normal. And my... Uh, like my glorious my kingdom, kingdom returned to me. Vili hadavrai verabrevanai yivaun veal malchuti otkenat orevu yatira usifatli. And so he says, at that moment, my my mind came back to me, and uh, my officers sought me again, and I was established on my uh, in my kingship again. And I had even more greatness. Um, because of this, you know, now I, Nebuchadnezzar, I'm praising and exalting and whatever. We're glorifying. You have to just make up synonyms. Cause, yeah. uh, to the king of the heavens. All of his actions are true. And he's just... And someone who goes with uh, with gava, uh, with um, being you know arrogance, God can lower him. What? He's able to humble those who are right. He can humble. Right. So that's the story. What do you think of this? That's really the last story of Nebuchadnezzar, I think. Right. Yeah. yeah. That's it. Right? Yeah. That's him. I mean, that's it. That's, Daniel did his duty, did his Better. job, and then he finally got him to admit that God is good. Right. I think that's, that's the theme. Daniel, Daniel sees his role as putting inside of each one, each one of these kings that we're going to see a little bit of the fear of Hashem. Your, your kingship is... Except one. Fear. One he doesn't get anywhere. In the next story, he doesn't get anywhere. Then he dies. Right. He dies right now, right? After this point. Right? We don't, don't talk about him again. We don't hear about him again. That's it. The but I just... given to his son. So Daniel... Daniel really ends up serving as a... Uh, more effectively in his position than Yosef. In a sense. Because Nebuchadnezzar is actually a person who's able to reflect on himself and for all of his craziness and all of his evil he that he does at the end of the day he says he struggles with it though he struggles with being able to acknowledge the greatness of God but he has to go through a traumatic experience but he even sends a message out to all the nations proclaiming that he had this epiphany which seems to be a sign the fact that the story opened with that is a sign that this was a this was something that held, you know, that stuck, because even after all of it, he decided to proclaim it to everyone. 
So actually, not only did Daniel teach Nebuchadnezzar, he basically oh, so makes him into a mouthpiece to everyone else. And if you think about the idea of Kiddush Hashem, yeah, I mean, right. if we're trying to perpetuate a monotheistic idea, right. like that, but no, that's what, my, that's what my boss always says, the monotheistic idea. So it's like, Amit Hamidash is supposed to be that. Now we're in Galut. So now with Daniel, you're in Galut. The first generation of Galut. So now we're able to influence still pushing an agenda of a monotheistic ideal but through the mouthpiece of politics, through the right, political right. leaders. That's what Daniel achieves. Right. Yeah, it's and, very interesting. And then it perpetually tries to achieve going forward. And, that's, and then and Mordechai it, does also. And this shows you what a, what a Jew and a Chacham in Galut should try to do. Yeah. In Chutzar, it's if they, you know... Daniel didn't choose to be in Chutzar. It's right. forced. It's better to do it in Eretz Yisrael. Right. I mean, you can make that argument with... Ezra and Nehemiah, when they had the opportunity to come back, even though it was hard, they still came back. They came back. And Nehemiah wanted to come. He, right. he had, a, he had a, a really nice job, really nice position. Right. Anyway, so the... So the Nehemiah lived in Great Neck. Yeah, he lived in the Great Neck of the time. Right. And, uh, and in any case, and he came uh, to a place... Someone, I mean, am I thinking wrong by thinking that... that I think it makes a lot of sense. The role of a Jew in Galut? It's really interesting. And it's interesting how successful he was. But I was thinking of it how... If you, if you look at the two stories, the story of the Kibshana Ish and this story, they both revolve around the issue of Kiddush Hashem. Right? In other words, in the first one, the Kiddush Hashem is those who are willing to sacrifice themselves in order to, you know, because of their conviction uh, and belief in God. In the second story, Nebuchadnezzar himself goes through an experience that leads him to glorify God. And, you know, before everyone, even though he still, it's not clear that that he rejected his own gods, because he still says, "Oh, Daniel, who's named after my god," you know. But but that's not even important. Right? He recognizes God, and he ends up beca- becoming, you know, like like what would be the ideal in the case? Let's say Moshe Rabbein. What was his dream outcome? His dream outcome would be for Paro. To realize, oh. recognize that God is true, God is real, and to accept it and to free the Jewish people because it was God's will. That would have been the biggest kiddush Hashem if that had happened. And that's why the begin in the beginning of the makot, that's they're really soft. The makot are soft to give him the opportunity to do the right thing, because that would be the ideal. That would be revolutionary if the leader of the of the world basically were to acknowledge God and. Uh, and and to uh, uh, and to proclaim the truth of uh, God's existence and, and support Kiddush himself. God, that would be the biggest Kiddush Hashem, yeah. facilitated by Moshe Rabbein. But it didn't happen. Daniel is manages to do it. The only difference is that in the case of Daniel, it didn't require a sacrifice from Nebuchadnezzar other than a mental sacrifice. He didn't have to give up. He didn't send the Jews back to Israel. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. He still wasn't. He was still right. He didn't. The do Jews anything. were still servants to him, yeah. meaning nothing really changed. Just right. he believed in God. Right. He didn't really do any uh, actions. Any, that, that was the best that Daniel probably could accomplish, given the circumstances. That's he was the, also the man that destroyed the Bedouin. Yeah, he still destroyed the Bedouin. But again, I think that there's something to saying that the the fact that he was conflicted. Those who are conflicted a lot of times do the most extreme actions to try to quell their own sense of guilt. conflict and guilt. 
You know, so he's trying to deal with an internal problem by taking it out on the Beit HaMikdash that reminds him of this issue that he has, that there seems to be this reality higher than him, that he doesn't want to contend with it. This reality that challenges all of his assumptions. You know, so it's, it's very fascinating. And what a person will do, well, how far a person he, he will go person to deny. Destroying the Beit HaMikdash, and the purpose of Beit HaMikdash was to be... Mikadesh Hashem. And it wasn't doing its job. It became a place he's of... Doing a, he's doing a good job. And so on and so forth. So it had to be destroyed. Right. He destroyed it, and then became the one that proclaims God. Yeah. It's true. And, and also, uh, also, the way the Chazal also portrayed Nebuchadnezzar like in the in the in the Gemara in Masechet Nedarim that we didn't we didn't look at but everyone knows the story about the rabbit and everything you know so like in that dream in, in that story what should we do that do we, we it's in Masechet Nedarim everyone knows that story right which story that Nebuchadnezzar the rabbit yeah Nebuchadnezzar you know the story about the rabbit Nebuchadnezzar he liked to eat live rabbits Oh, I've heard of You know the story? It and sounds then, familiar. And then one day, one day, because it's in Masachi Nadari. So who's the Rabbana? Is there a Rabbana? No, no, it's in Vanetta. No, who's Caesar? No, no, Tzitkiyahu uh, Melech. Oh, Tzitkiyahu, yeah. Yeah, walks in and sees him eating a live rabbit. And Nebuchadnezzar says, I want you to swear never to reveal what you saw to anybody. He doesn't, he's embarrassed that he has this weird fetish. He eats live rabbits. Who saw him? Tzitkiyah. Tzitkiyah. Okay. So he swears. It's based on a pasu in the end of Malachim that says that, that Nebuchadnezzar came and, 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 put, and basically destroyed the kingdom of Tzitkiyah because he swore to him in the name of Hashem. And then he rebels. So the pshat is the pshat is that it means that he swore allegiance to him and he didn't keep it and so he, and so he killed him. And so he killed him and he destroyed the Midrash. The Midrash first killed his children in front of him and then killed him. But then blinded him and killed him. Right. So then he died. Uh, he brought him back maybe he brought him back and he died. died. Oh, the Midrash says, what did he He said, what did he swear? Right. He's also pretty, blind, killing his kids and blinding So him. the last thing he would last see would be his kids being him. killed. Yeah, he was very angry. Just think about that. That's, you cringe. Just, yeah. Well, it's like, you read the story, it's like weird how... And so, so anyway, he goes... So, so the story is that Tzikiyahu wants to use this information about Nebuchadnezzar to spark people's like disgust with Nebuchadnezzar so they'll rebel right. so they'll side with him in a rebellion against Nebuchadnezzar and so he goes and he starts telling people and meanwhile of course it gets back to Nebuchadnezzar that the word has gotten out that he's eating live rabbits and the only person in the world who knows about it is Tidkiyahu so he goes to Tidkiyahu and he's like hey you've been telling my secret didn't you swear in the name of your God not to tell my secret and he said it's okay I did have to rat nidarim and that was part I forgot to mention that that part of the story. And he said, really, who did that? Oh, I went to the Sanhedrin. They did this. So they go to the Sanhedrin. And Nebuchadnezzar says, what happened? How come Tzidkiyahu violated his oath? Did you guys do Hatarat Nidarim? They said, yes, we did. He said, is that allowed? You can, you can do Hatarat Nidarim? He said, absolutely. Are you allowed when somebody swears somebody to something to somebody else? To do Hatarat Nidarim without telling the person to whom they swore without their presence? They said, no, you're not actually allowed to do that. That's what the Gemara is about. The Gemara is discussing 
the issue of when you swear to somebody, can you do Atra Nidareem without that? Outside their presence. Without the, right. About somebody. Right, when it's related to somebody else. <laughs> and so they said, and it said at that moment they sat on the ground and they realized, like, now the Beit HaMikdash is going to be destroyed. What is right? the point of that Midrash? <laughs> what do you think? <clears throat> He, like, like, even in the Beit Hamikdash, they weren't being Mikdash. There were internal issues, obviously. <laughs> yeah. What is what is the what is the the is trying to say? We destroyed ourselves. That why why did the why did the if the Sanhedrin knew that the halacha was that uh, you're not allowed to do the dream in such a circumstance? So why did they do it? Either, either they're corrupt or either they have political interests. Yeah, but there's a more simple answer. You're, just, you're no, you're no longer thought, seeking the truth. You're seeking what, what would be better for you. Rather I think it's I think it's more than this. Simpler. Yeah. I think it's even simpler than that. because he was a goy. Huh. Meaning they said, "What okay. who cares about Nebuchadnezzar? He's Nebuchadnezzar. What is he? He's nothing, right? So it's okay, and even according to the shot of the Tanakh." He swore b'shem Hashem, the allegiance, and he broke it. So the so the story in the Darim, the story in the Darim, is trying to expand on that idea that not only did Tzidkiyahu swear in the name of Hashem to Nebuchadnezzar and violate it, but in the backstory of the Chazal, right in that story, he's not only did he do it, but he had the Sanhedrin as the accomplices in. Being mechalel shem Hashem, you know, because of, you know, for the sake of political expediency, basically, because because they didn't regard a commitment made to Nebuchadnezzar as worthy of their, uh, you know, worthy of their respect. Where do you see that even if you swear in the name of Hashem to a non-Jew, you have to keep it? Where do we see in Tanakh? For those who know Tanakh. Where do we see that if you make a commitment in the name of Hashem, even to non-Jews, even when it's under false pretenses, or you change your mind, that you have to keep it? To non-Jews, given false even No matter what, you have to keep it. You're not allowed to break the oath, because it's a chilul Hashem. No. The Givonim. Oh. Because Yeshua oh, swears to the Givonim. And then they find that it was all a lie. And it says they wouldn't kill them because they swore in the name of Hashem. Right? So, they, so because it would be a Chilul Hashem, once they swore in the name of Hashem, they, they couldn't violate it, no matter what. So you see that Tzidkiyahu, because of political expediency, violated a, an oath in the name of Hashem. According to the Pshat of the Tanakh, it was just an, a vow of allegiance. According to the, according to the Agadah, it was, a, it was a Hatarat Nidarim whole situation, personal thing. But either, so, meaning that everyone was in, it was in, it was, either way the assumption is that if the punishment came on the whole nation, it's something that the whole nation would be culpable for. But the story kind of makes it the response, the entire leadership cheapened the name of God and was engaged in Chilul Hashem. And in fact, it says that Tzidkiyahu HaMelech was a good king with a bad generation. Right? They say some kings are bad kings with a good generation 
And some kings are good kings of the bad generation. He was a good king of the bad generation. He would have done good, but he wasn't able to. He wasn't able to. So the, so the idea is, because of that Chilul Hashem, but what do you see? Nebuchadnezzar's pretext for destroying the Beit HaMikdash in the story in Masech Nidarim is what? Chilul Hashem. He said, you guys are, are hypocrites. It's the hypocrisy with respect to the Shem Hashem. So Nebuchadnezzar, all the Midrashim that portray Nebuchadnezzar, I'm doing this the Shem Shemaim, I'm destroying the Beit HaMikdash, uh, God wills me to destroy the Beit HaMikdash. When you read the stories of Daniel about Nebuchadnezzar, it becomes much more realistic to believe that. Because you see that he really was sensitive to the idea of Shem Shemaim. And so it disgusted him, not just that he was annoyed that Zidkiyahu rebelled against him, for politically he was annoyed, but that he saw it as a he saw the hypocrisy and the corruption in the Chilul Hashem and the Chilul Hashem was actually what galvanized him to want he's like what Bet HaMikdash what Bet HaMikdash what, 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 what kind of Kiddush Hashem coming out of this Bet HaMikdash you know so this Bet HaMikdash is a joke it's a false society right right Right, it's, it's, it's a joke. Right, it's a joke. You don't really have a, a sense of the ultimate God, the ultimate truth. There's no ultimate truth. It's just politics. It's all reducible to politics. Like the, basically like the... You're not standing crazy. Right, like, right the, like the uh, hip- hypocritical politicians of today. That they'll say all kinds of things about God and religion and everything for the sake of furthering their career. And the Nivim talk about it all the time. When they swear in the name of God, they're saying falsehood. All the time. People... So that, that, so that was when you see the Nebuchadnezzar of Sefer Daniel, you can read the other stories about Nebuchadnezzar differently. That he really did have a sensitivity to the idea. He was more like Alexander the Great than he was like uh, Paro. Meaning he had an idea of what was, what was true and what, was, what, what could be real. He would have respected it if they were genuinely... Mikadishim Shemayim would have respected it maybe but when he saw that it was all fake it was all for show it was just uh, maybe that's why Daniel that was trying to prove it to him like he wants to show him that like no no that the, it's real. real the God of Israel is real yeah. he see, but, but he could still see that yeah but Yisrael right. doesn't really believe in it right. I believe it more than them right. you know because their leaders and maybe that's what you learned from the story of the three healing thrown in lines then yeah and they are standing up for real principles and they right. weren't they, they, so think of the contrast between that and what Tzidkiyahu does right so one person is willing to throw himself into the Kivshana Ish not to violate the, the uh, you know the, the Kavod Shemai and the other one is like I'll break an oath because I want to rebel against uh, my, the, I want to be able to uh, reveal a secret or I want to be able to start a rebellion right or gain power I want to gain power and gain footing, so I'm going to violate the Shemesh. Totally the opposite. Yeah. Interesting. Yeah. Wow. Very interesting. To, to put in the conversation we were having yesterday about dying on Kiddush Hashem, we wouldn't say that Tikkiyot died on Kiddush Hashem, would we? No. He did like a Chilul Hashem. Right, exactly. Even though, yeah, even though Chazal were, were, were kind of sweet on Tikkiyot, they liked him. 
Yeah, the Chazal always say he was actually good. Though. Meaning, you, you, could, you could make the argument. In a lot of places, they say Tzidkiah was a tzaddik, a big tzaddik, but he had a bad generation. Chazal said. I always know Tzidkiah as his name sounds like a tzaddik. And remember, remember, he was the one who made everybody swear to give away their... Uh, that's another amazing story. I love that story, actually, in Yirmiyahu. Where the uh, where Tzidkiyahu makes everybody agree to give away the, to release their slaves, yeah. but then takes them back. and then they came and they took them back. I've spoken about it many times. Yeah, many times. I didn't realize Yeah, I love that story because it's the the, the best story about uh, from Jews. Why? Because why did they go, and and what does what does Yirmiyahu say? These guys don't don't know how to. This is a baby drash, not wrestling. Uh, not wrestling. Kobe, uh, come on. Yeah, okay. Yeah, we could have gone in there. Go for the fifth pack in there. In any case. Yeah, we could. In any case, yes, yeah, so in that story, it specifically mentions they did this. Yeah, that, that the name of Hashem is, is called upon. I forgot the exact language. Hashem. Uh, maybe something like that but it's but it's repeated a couple of times in the house that my name is called upon they made an oath they, they swore that they were going to do it and they made a breach that they were going to release their slaves and they came back and took them back why did they do that what was the logic why would they do that why would they go through this whole ritual and say we're giving up our slaves we're going to do the right thing. They swear in the name of Hashem, in the house of Hashem, and then go take about why? They fulfilled the mitzvah. Right, exactly. There was technical halacha. I, I never said I wasn't going to take him back. You said release him. So I released him. Right, I released him for five minutes. I fulfilled the mitzvah, and I go take him back. Who said I wasn't taking him back? Where was that? There was no agreement about that. What? Show me where it's written in the in the svarim that you have to take him. That you can't take him back. Right, so, so therefore they, 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 they were using the technicality of the halakha against the purpose of the halakha. Right, and so therefore, what happens after that? What does Hashem say to Yirmiyahu? Because of that, how does it go? What what happens? Because of that, he says, you went and took back you you didn't really free your slaves so I'm going to free you to the destruction of Avem meaning that they're going to destroy you but th- this is this was like the straw that broke the camel's back of uh, uh, from the perspective of Yirmiyahu because once you take no no here I'll, I'll find it I'll find it I, I, I think I can find it here, you, this story I think I can find it I thought it was here. You found it? No, I thought it was here. Oh. I, I think it's, um, Lamed something. I thought it was Lamed. Huh? I thought it was the bottom of the While you're searching, the reason why I was asking the Kiddush Hashem is because this is a case where he died, he died because he was the king of the Jews, but he died in such a way that it was directly in disgrace of Hashem's name. It was the fact that he showed that so fast. Like, I remember like Lamed Hay, I think, right? Kirot. 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 Kirot.
And then what happens? Read what happens. What does your meow say? Which is the recording? I'm trying to figure out which phone is recording. This one? See, but the Khalid says right there, but the Khalid is with I'm going to make you free in a bad that was how they made that was how they demonstrated that they were accepting a thing they cut a you know they did like we Ben Abitarim sorry Oh, I didn't remember this. Yeah, so it's a, this is the, this is, this is, this Chilul Hashem was like a straw that broke, one of the straws maybe, that broke the camel's back. Yeah, so that's the, uh, yeah, that's the, uh, that's another example of the Chilul for a Chilul Hashem, they go into the Beit HaMikdash and make an oath and a promise that they violate. And in fact, they turn it on its head. They basically utilized, they were Yotzei Yedei Chobah in a cynical way. In a cynical right. way. They cheapened it. They, they swore in the name of God, in the house it, of God. It's almost like a do this. Yeah, to let him go, let them go, and then took them back and said, we fulfilled the technicality of it. So we were Yotzei Yedei Chobah, but they didn't really genuinely do it. They didn't genuinely fulfill the purpose of the mitzvah they used the mitzvah that was meant to perfect them to further empower themselves to further aggrandize themselves but to clear themselves of guilt they turned it into a means to uh, to undermine undermine the whole purpose of the Torah and they used the Shem Hashem to do it they used the Bayit Hashem Nikosh Shem Yalav to do it 
right? So that means this like, bite is not a bite. This is literally a chilosh. Right, this is literally a chilosh. This is not a beit Hashem. This is not a shem Hashem. Right. It's right? just, it's just, it's uh, pushing self. Right, and the, imag- and the amazing thing is how Nebuchadnezzar, you don't get the full picture of Nebuchadnezzar from, from, from Yirmiyahu. Right. When you see all the angles of Nebuchadnezzar, well, you nice. see he would have been a person who would have respected a Beit HaMikdash. If it, was if it were a real Beit HaMikdash. Right? But he's not going to respect the Beit HaMikdash, a hypocritical Beit HaMikdash. Right? He's only going to respect because he, re- he knows, he knows like, what it means. Yeah, relative. I mean, yeah. somewhat. They see merit in him. Right? right? Like the story about the letter. The story about the letter. That he had a real sense of what proper Kavod Shemayim is and what Wait, real... Was, was his respect for the thing, wasn't it fake? Around no, it just wasn't completely internalized. He was struggling. He was conflicted. But the last story we have about him is a positive. Pretty positive. Yeah. The last yeah. story by Yemiyo is about the. Tikkia was bad. He <laughs> said this before, and then the next day. Yeah, but we, there's there's a lot of divrei chazal that show that Nebuchadnezzar really deep down had a respect for Hashem that was genuine. But he was conflicted over it. It wasn't so sufficient. It was wasn't sufficient. No, he did it. I think he did it. He wasn't he wasn't like there are some nivuot that make that Nebuchadnezzar said, "I'm doing this. I'm fulfilling the will of God." There's some. There's some uh, chazal that talk about that too. Yeah, said l'shem yichud before He because he realized this is not really a bias. This is not real. This is not a real thing. Right, this is not a real bayit uh, asher nikra shemi alav. It's an amazing last pasuk about him. Kan ana nevachanetzan mishabeach omemem umadar lamelech shemayad yikol. That's his last words. Yeah, yeah. His last word, praising God. So you can see why Chazal was sympathetic. There's a, there's a. We talked about it in the beginning. You missed about this story in Sanhedrin about how a letter went out and it put the name of Chizkiyahu, then Jerusalem, then God. And, and Nebuchadnezzar was upset and he wanted to retract the letter because he said how can you not put Hashem first and it said if he had, and then it says he went to stop the letter from going out Gavriel stopped him from, from in his tracks meaning he didn't follow through he got distracted so he had this idea of what the true honor of God is but it wasn't complete and so in but, you I'm could sorry. see why he would have really not liked Sidkiyahu people that have to bow down bow that like that's not an incomplete notion of Hashem. No, no, he, he waffled back and forth. He waffled back and forth. You could see he waffled back and forth. I'm not saying he was 100%. I'm saying in the beginning, he was really conflicted. In the end, it sounds like he really came around to a, an understanding. But the, the way that he's portrayed, both in Tanakh, in many places, maybe indirectly, especially in Daniel, and also in the stories of Chazal, is that he was someone who had, in certain ways, a greater understanding of what it means Kiddushat Shem Hashem than Tzidkiyahu than the Jews because they're using it in a hypocritical way right they're using it in a hypocritical way and he's like this is not the real thing I know what the real thing is it's Hananiah Mishael Vazariah that's that's real Kiddush Hashem this is a joke this Betamik that's a joke it's like you know it's a place where you put uh, post-it notes for God it's not a real thing very very interesting uh, it, there was once a, uh, a philosopher by the name of Spinoza, and he said that uh, he said the Beit Hamikdash was never destroyed. Yeah, I never heard this. He said the Beit Hamikdash was never destroyed. It ceased to be a Beit Hamikdash long before it was destroyed. 
And that's it. Yeah. yeah, something like that. That might be a paraphrase, paraphrase or something. Yeah, but Yumi uh, said the same thing. Yeah, I mean, it was just a, he just had a nice quote. Yeah. Yeah. But yeah, that's it. Don't say Hechal Hashem, Hechal Hashem, Hechal Hashem. That was the, the other thing. Everyone thought that Beit HaMikdash was unassailable and indestructible because they thought God needs it. Why, how would he let it be destroyed? That was the mentality. That God would never let it be destroyed because God needs it. God doesn't need anything. So if, if you're... So if you're is not is that if people are telling you what you want to hear, it's probably not true. No, that's that, that's the lesson of all the Nabi Sheker. Yeah. Yeah. But the the the, the, the that's an echa, the psychology behind the echa. How could it be that the Beit Hamikdash is destroyed? It's not possible. It's not possible that God would destroy the Beit Hamikdash. They never entertained. It even says an echa. Nobody thought that anybody would come up against Yerushalayim. You know, it, it was unthinkable. Imagine if you told somebody the state of Israel will be destroyed by Iran. They're going to destroy it. People say, that's ridiculous. It's never going to happen. God needs the state of Israel to be here, protect it. That's the people there. I don't see the... the Karmi God, yeah. but not... Karmi God will survive. Yeah. They can drop a bomb on Israel. Yeah, Iran, Iran is not going to get to us in the I don't know where is that midrash on Ratzkiel? Like where, where being did, a tzaddik? About, no, about him with, with the the rabbi. The rabbi's in the dairy. Where's the quote in? in I think it's in Sefer Malachim. Because I don't see where he... Can I see it? I might be able to find it. Everything about him is from here. Yeah, I might be able to find it. Let me see. We followed the red dotted line last time, right? That's how we walked. No one wants to go closer this time. No, you could go closer. Meaning, you could see, like, the car's still here. Obviously, you could walk this way also. Or you just go around. This Tanakh was a good $30 investment for me. What happened? This Tanakh was a good $30 for me. Why? Why are you saying? I was getting so frustrated by there not being any Tanakh saying. Yeah, that's... I get very agitated. What was the entrance to the Beit HaMikdash from here in the olden days? Maybe it's in Yermiyam. It came from all over, even from here. It could be that's in Yermiyam. I looked through it, wasn't it? What's Yermiyam? No, no, I looked through... No. I looked through... Let me I, see um, I don't know your meal well. I don't know Yermiah well. I don't know. Oh. I will there tomorrow see if we can buy something there. Yeah. Well, I, I don't know either. I only know that one. Take really like that. Take for like Arabs. Mm-hmm. Like that that, that one I probably almost know about. Yeah, I really like. I know that one very well. I would invest there. That's a great story. So good. Where they let the let slaves go. The Oh. I feel like the rest of you guys don't enjoy this. I'm like, this is my ulama about here. What? They, they don't enjoy it? What? Everyone looks tired. Everyone looks tired. I'm looking at no, this. No, I enjoy it. I, enjoy it. I just, I wish I had more. I wish this wasn't the first time I'm going through Daniel. Why? Because it's, cause it is hard. There's a lot of things that Moshe's picking up. Sometimes on I don't even know. You're filling in the gaps of the text for him. For me, I'm focusing on like, like knowing what the 
like the, the surface story is like trying to read under the anime. So it's like it's not the most conducive way to approach it. But I'm still this thing it. that Yumiao says, at the, I mean, that uh, Nebuchadnezzar says at the end of his life, is what you hope every king says in the book of Malachim. And they don't. They, yeah. they stop short of saying this. This is the. And like, he's like so amazing compared to all the Malachim that we had. And he's the one, he's the one who destroys so, it, but he recognizes yeah. But that's like the ultimate slap in the face to the Jewish people. But he, he needed to destroy it. It was, yeah. it was a corrupt system. Yeah, like, exactly. Makes, makes, I mean, I hate to say it because I'm Jewish, but it needed to be destroyed. The Jews. Like, the, yeah. the Jews. The Jews were corrupt. Yeah. The, the Jews were corrupt in that case. Right. So, uh, it's hard to shake. Same way we, Mishael, Azariah, Hananiah, they they were supposed to teach a very sublime message to Nebuchadnezzar with their um, willingness to die for a greater idea. So do suicide bombers. So do kamikaze pilots. They they have ideals that are greater than their lives. Yeah. But we don't we don't regard that as uh, you know ultimate yeah. sacrifice. Can I add to that also? Like even we we, we, we make Abraham Avinu so great that he was willing to sacrifice his son. It's a different question. It's the same question. But yeah. there are many others that did sacrifice their kids. You know, like although there's a whole about Azara dedicated to sacrificing your kids. Well, that, that's part of the point. That's part of the story. And later, they were huh? and they were willing to do treat, it. Treat them as treat them as separate questions. Yeah. Why? Because one is the idea of. Martin, that's was, was, was so self I have to find the puzzle. I, I know so that it's there, I just can't find it right now. You can find it from the Darian. Like, from, from the, yeah, from the Gemara there, I can find it. See, we're learning Tanakh from the Gemara. From the Gemara. They, they're right. Makes, makes complete sense. You're right. Now, let me, let me look it up, actually. Let me find it. I'll find it. Oh, Stephen. Why, when they're willing to die for their cause, it's like it's wickedness? No, oh, it's in the Rey Yamim, that's why I didn't. You, you know. But they kill others with their cause. Where, where? Bet Lamed Vav. Bet Dibre Yamim, Bet Lamed Vav. Bet Lamed Vav. Bet Lamed Vav. Bet Lamed Vav. Well, it's the end. Yeah, we'll be happy if they committed suicide. Why not? They're saying, like, when that happens, you say, Kane, you're going to take myself down to, like, when you're killing others, obviously, it's not going to cause. That's their ideal. As long as they but you can't kill other people through ideal. Uh, no, the, the, no. The, the ideal is taking, making a, making a statement. Right? Did you find it? Subverting their own lives. It's possible to give them a greater, yeah, greater purpose. Actually, it's Biopeloid. 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 A Jew isn't meant to seek out the opportunity to be able to... Yeah, when I taught it, I taught it. The Chayba, ideally you're supposed I to do it. I even brought up the story. Yeah, yeah. But that's if right, you right. have to die... Maybe we should, should we, are we still on or we're doing a different thing? We're going down? Okay, no, I don't know. Okay. Is the Hashba over? It's so moving. I love it. Whenever I see it. And one time I was here, should we pause it? Should we and there were all these Chayalim coming. It was like one of, I, like a ton of Chayalim coming. I think it was last year. Probably last, not this summer, summer before probably. I should even remember. And there was a lady, had to be my had to be, kissing a soldier, saying, Hashem Mishmotcha, Chamud, Hashem every single one of them. <laughs> it was so cute. No, but it really, it's so nice to see that, like, 
Some Sephardic. It had to be Sephardic. Only yeah. a Sephardic lady would be kissing him. Even hearing the soldiers like like answer in unity like that. Yeah, like, it's very wow. moving. It really is. Like it's not not a pashut thing. And when I see the religious ones, in a way, it's even more. I thought it was religious, was it? No, it's not. But listen, I, I like to see all the key poems. I agree with you. Listen to the next pasuk after Yudimo. Gam kol sarei akoyim ha'am yibulim ol ma'al kichol to evat akoyim. They know it. They tell me I should eat tissue based. See, there you go. They were they defiled. Yeah, that's it. Oh, Rabbi Nohaim. Getting your sweater. I just finished. Yeah, we, <laughs> no, we started no, we did, early. We did Danielle. We did because they had to go. Who has to go? They have to go. They're going out tonight. Some of these guys. No, not not now, but we started early because. Yeah. yeah. Oh, you do? Yeah, yeah. So I have, I have thirty minutes. Oh, stay with us. Stay yeah. have a close seat. Okay. So, uh, are we finishing Danielle? We're going to finish. Yeah. The oh, book they're, of they're asking right a question. Now. What's the question? Missed the fifth parak. It was good? so good. Oh, fourth parak. Fourth parak. Oh, we're never gonna finish. But according to according to Moshe, none of the first, none of the early prakim are interesting. No, Only no, I, I never said that. I never said that. I, I love the first. This is amazing. You said there's nothing to learn there. It's I didn't very say simple. that. I didn't say that. I said it's it's a story that we can follow along. Yeah. With. Yeah. The, the seventh, eighth, ninth, the seventh, apocalyptic problems. Right. The first paragraph has 30 pasukim. We could finish it in 30 minutes. One minute, Pastor. Ready, Chaim? You have 30 minutes exactly? We're going to do one paragraph. Yeah, this next paragraph is very easy, actually. Is it? Which yeah. is it? Oh, one minute, minute is good for this paragraph. Yeah, is it very boring? No, it's not boring. It's very fun. Oh, okay. uh, but, but then, I, then, I'm, then I'm in. I don't need that much help. Basically, the fourth paragraph, in a nutshell. It was very strange. Yeah, it was very good. You should have sent it the recording. Somebody else. He had a dream that he will be destroyed unless he does teshuva, basically, right? about a Listen to the recording. No, really. I'll send it to you. He listens to recordings. He's a, yeah, he's a, that's what he does. He, he actually doesn't work. He just collects a paycheck at the end of the day. He's, he mainly, and he wasn't as he bad as, as we think he yeah, was, basically. I, he's in this business. I, I saw. I actually saw him having a business lunch with a uh, three-piece suit guy. Whoa. They were discussing, uh, they were discussing uh, some. I don't know some Priscilla properties. I don't know what it was. Something about an eighty million dollars. Uh, <laughs> on the board. No, it's, it's not a joke. He's going stopping. He's stopping. Guys, selling it because his good. job on a minimum brings in five hundred forty thousand dollars cash a year. Stop. Minimum. Come on, can't be. That's $2 a minute I calculated, working six days a week. A he makes easily $2 a minute. I bet he does, I bet he does. Of, you see how much he's minimal. on, you don't see how, how much. Of course he gets $2 a minute. Oh, he doesn't get $2 a minute. Guys, five minutes makes nothing, the $10 in one person for something. Yeah, I, I figured around oh, 14 did. hours a day. He works 14 hours a day. From Nate's until... <laughs> We're really using the word money. I want to make a business with him. In a very charitable way. I want to get like one more guy. I'm like, I'll, I'll pay for the second guy. Bring him in. Let's get some more strings. As far as we... He might have like a whole team of guys he employs. Oh, possibly. Yeah, 100%. <laughs> then, he's, then he'd really be Then he's really smart. He's really, yeah. Imagine then, they're all... They're, it's all a network. It's, it's funny. One of them bothers you a little bit more. And the little like smiles a little bit more. <laughs> yeah, so the like, sleek, sleek screen. Passed by him again today. Again, I saw the. I didn't want to keep taking pictures. Yeah. All my pictures from the trip were him. Yeah. yeah. But I saw his background again. I really wanted to snapshot. But jokes aside, he might bring Mashiach. He's gonna buy the Temple Mount with that million dollars. <laughs> He's gonna be the one with the money to buy it. <laughs> 
all the, the old time Yeah, we would have to be back. We'll be we'll, 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 we'll have to ask Machina. We'll have to ask Machina. We'll have to ask Machina. Yes. Oh, that's his character, yes. I actually literally wouldn't have been so. At least that's worse. That would be worthwhile to If he actually did that, that would be an actual service. The riot against it is he's also selling the red service. Right, and he knows that it's Shuyo. He knows it's Shuyo, but I sell Right. Why is he dressed he so well? Yeah. Because yeah. like, I said, I was like, what is that? You're selling those now? He said, oh no, this doesn't have any mama shoes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so why are you selling them? Oh, no, some, people, well, some people like the way it looks on. Yeah. Is that what he said? Yeah, some people like the way it looks on. I used to wear it when I was a kid. That was cool. There are people who like the way that it looks. There's also people who like the way that it looks. And there are also some people that like the fact that it wards off the Ayn Yeah, that's it. What about that? That's what I mean. It's like my dad told me, it's like my father told me, did you know, my father told me that, uh, you know, elephants, why do elephants paint their toenails red? So they can hide in cherry trees. And then he said, have you ever seen an elephant in a cherry tree? It's working. There you go. Meaning... It's like the thing uh, uh, re- re- that uh, carrots carrots are good for your eyes, right? Rabbits, the reason why rabbits, have you ever seen rabbit wearing glasses? So you see, it works. Right? That's the same thing. So, so your father humor. Yeah, that's my father's humor. It's dad, dad joke. Anyway. I'm going to try it. I'm trying to like story that you told with the guy with rabbit you told him that was hilarious. Oh my god. That was that was hilarious. <laughs> you like had that answer prepared, like that was the tenth time. That was amazing. It was amazing. That was really good. <laughs> it's impossible he did it on the spot. Impossible. The guy no, came. Was prepared, yeah. It was way too smart. If he came, it, it, that was that was prepared for the case. <laughs> All right. So anyway, really... Belshatal Malka. Okay, but you okay. could. Almost the same name. Almost. No, he was Beltishat. Yeah. Uh, they named after the gods. Yeah. yeah. It was named after the gods. Yeah. 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 So he made a big party, basically. Bel Shatar was not as good as Nebuchadnezzar, as we're going to see. The Rav Rivanoi Alaf, 4,000 of his uh, of his big shots. One second. Am I? Okay. And uh, what a thousand what of wine in the presence of oh and, and in front thousand. of a thousand he was drinking wine he right? drank wine he was drinking wine when he was under the influence of the alcohol he said bring the golden and silver vessels that his father Nebuchadnezzar took min from the Hechal in Yerushalayim, Vishton Be'on, Malka Avarav Ranoi, Sheglatei Ulchenata. Ulchenatei. Sheglatei is like his, uh, his Pilegish, right? And uh, what's the Chenatei? 
Oh, it's another word for Concu- like, another word, yeah. yeah okay. Consorts and women concubines. Who is Bilshatzar? His son. His son. He, says, son. he says father. Nebuchadnezzar was the father, it said. He says son. I, there might have been Evil Mirodach in between. Right, but he's so not mentioned in his that. Father else, so they kind of his father so, No, because you could have that. You could say, uh, my father it means my grandfather. Yeah. yeah. It happens in Tanakh all the time. It happens in Tanakh all the time. Yeah. Evil Mirodach is after. Yeah. You, uh, he's not mentioned in, in, in Daniel, but no, sometimes you use the word father to mean grandfather. It happens all the time. Um, so it sort of adds that his concubines are at this party also. Right. It's not at Sneas. It party. literally sounds like Achashverosh. Like literally Achashverosh with his man and then he invites his wife Vashti to come in. Now you understand why Chazal, where did Chazal get the idea in the Achashverosh party when he brings all the Kelim, Mekelim, Shonim? Oh, he brought them from the Beit HaMikdash. This and that. He was very drunk. It's exactly this. Right? It's exactly this. Right, so they basically took this story and they transposed it also on the Hajj. I have to finish off enough to be able to make connections. Right? Do you see that? This is the Guys, are we, are we together? I have to apply to Zilberman's. I hope they take me. Yeah. Uh, okay, so he starts drinking out of the temple vessels. Normally we think of that as something Achashverosh did, but in reality, that's created by the Midrash, actually. Right? And it's based on this story. The, the, the Midrash says that oh that's what Achashverosh was also doing. We assume no. Nebuchadnezzar did the same or not? No, the no, opposite. No. He was very uh, respectful to God. When we said he made that golden even thing, this, we said even hot, this, he even this. probably didn't use the gold from the Beit Hamikdash. Oh, okay. I don't know. No, probably. Not. Bel Shatzar also it says no, specifically. No, we were saying maybe it would be interesting if he took the yeah, but never mentioned it, so we don't know. Bel Shatzar is it also says he was drunk when he did it meaning maybe normally he wouldn't do it right meaning like uh, it wasn't necessarily something he would normally do but when you're drunk the real the real you comes out right right so so there you go the real him comes out so even though his father probably raised him with a certain uh, respect respect and he wouldn't do it but because he was drunk and there's a thousand people to impress. So he says, bring the vessels of the Beit HaMikdash. Now I'm God. You know, that, now I'm going to take the vessels of the house of God and make them my, for my couple. Something that Nebuchadnezzar would never do. Which is ironic. So at that moment they brought the, the vessels. That they brought from the house of God in Jerusalem. So everybody's drinking out of these vessels, the golden vessels from the house of God in Jerusalem. They drank wine. And they praised gods of gold, silver, copper, iron, wood, and stone. Ooh, the same things that were in the thing. Same, yeah, the same things that were in the statue. Right, the big statue. So that's very interesting. So that actually really points to, maybe, maybe, the interpretation of those who say that the, the nevuah of the statue wasn't about the acharit yamim, acharit yamim, but was about the disintegration of his own dynasty, of Nebuchadnezzar's own dynasty. 
because it, but the, but obviously he's praising gods of he's praising idols using vessels of the house of God. That's the ultimate disparagement of Hashem, and something that Bukhanetzer would seemingly never do, and right? That, but obviously he didn't do a very good job of chinuch. Because his son, because Nebuchadnezzar was just saying, I realize God, the highest God is so great. And now his son is totally denigrating God and using vessels of the house of God to praise idols. So it's, it's totally the opposite. This reading, by the way, also fits with our understanding of true dreams, right? That it's, it's more local, that it's not about... Um, it does, yeah, it's easier to... It's easier, it's easier to, to read that in, that, yeah. that it was Nebuchadnezzar's dream that was to his... And look at his other dream. His other dream also happens a year later, not uh, a thousand years later. How are we going to understand the writing on the wall? Where did that come from? What do you mean? It's coming up. Yeah. How, how does that happen? Bashata nifaka etzbean diyad enash. The uh, fingers of the hand of a person came. The kadvan the kavel nivrashta. And uh, what? And uh, uh, and the. Uh, and across from the uh, facing the window, I guess, right? Or uh, either facing the window or facing the menorah. Some people say the plaster of the wall. Right? Al on the on the plaster of the wall. Gear is uh, chalk, right? So girah uh, is chalk. The king saw the handwriting. Suddenly, the king's appearance changed. His, his appearance, his face changed. He paled, probably. And his mind, like, made him disturbed. This, this phrase appears so many times in this book. A person face changing and feeling upset. And the, uh, his, his uh, uh, loins, the cords of his loins were loosened. I don't know if that means he like lost control of his ba- of his uh, of his he peed in his so pants. Peed in his pants or something. So it sounds like right? that's where we get peed in the pants from. <laughs> there this is, this is a source. It's, yeah. a, it's not really peed. No. Uh, yeah, it sounds like it, but I'm, I, I'm you know I don't really think that literally, it literally means his belt he opened, his but pants. it could be that he that he, that he that it could be. I'm not sure. The joints of his loins were loosened. Yeah, that's what it sounds like. His joints were loosened. Like he had to go to the bathroom. He had diarrhea or something. It doesn't sound like. It. But I don't know. And his knees were, were, were buckling. He was shaking. He was scared. And, hey, he pooped his pants. Now, now, by the way, who saw this uh, handwriting on the wall? He did. He did. And uh, he was drunk as a skunk. He had a nebuah when he was drunk. Yeah, he had some guy. It's some not sort necessarily of, yeah. uh, a real thing. He saw something in his... No, but now someone else is going to come and see Yeah, that, but it's the same person who always sees what, it, what only one other person sees. Yeah. Now. Anyway, so Kare Malka Bechayil, another phrase that appears many, many times in this book, Kara Bechayil, he called out, Lehe Allah Le Ashfaya, bring all of the necromancers and the magicians. Ane Malka Bechayil, Kime Babel, Dicholenash, Kikre, Ketavadena, Vishre, Yehavi Nani, Argevana, Yilbash, Vam Nicha, Didava, Al Sabre, Vetalti, Vimalkutai Shlan. So he says that, um, he says to the wise men of Babel, anybody who can read this writing and give me the explanation, um, he's going to wear uh, some fancy thing, I don't know what to argue, some argaman, I guess, some purple uh, clothing, yeah, purple. and he'll have a, <clears throat> a golden thing around his neck, Shame. and he'll be the third in my kingdom. Yeah. 
Oh, two of oh, in a one. He'll rule one. over, over, over a third of my kingdom. Is this is this a real gold chain or gold plated chain? Which one? It's much more expensive. Is it actually? Edayin alin kol kachakim. Wait, sorry. What do I mean? Rule is one. He'll get three? a third of my kingdom. Oh, that, not third three. Of three. Okay, one third of It uses a lot of the same things as Achashverosh. He likes to have parties, and he says instead of ad chatzia malchut, he's a little more cheap. He's a little more cheap. Only third. Achalish. He wasn't Persian. I know. That so don't say it. Don't say it. Edain. Edain Ali. It's true. But he also wasn't Persian. Edain Alin Kol Hakimei Malka Oh actually was he Persian? He was Persian Aman yeah. Because he offered to pay for stuff He said I'll pay for the Jews to be killed Aman. Aman He said I'll give you uh, All the money to pay, kill the Jews That's so you could tell he's not Persian He was going to give them no, He but, wanted to pay But then Ustalam Lavuz He could make a lot more money Oh maybe Maybe It's an investment It's investment. Investment. <laughs> smart Jews Smart Persian Smart None of them could read the writing. Oh, so, so either they saw it, it, or did he write down what he saw, it, or they couldn't see it, like just like the dream where they said we can't see it. We can't. We don't know. So he was really worried. And his face was changed. And all of his uh, higher up people no were no. like they didn't know what to do. The queen in front of the king and all of the nobles of it, she came up to the house of the Mishteh. And she said, Very nice queen. So, so the king is sitting with all his girlfriends. His wife is not there. She comes up into the room and says, May the king live forever. Don't, don't be upset about this don't let your face change there's somebody in the kingdom with the spirit of holy God in him right and in the days of your father uh, there was light and intelligence and wisdom like the wisdom of God was found in him so your father the king had put this person in a position of the head of all of the of all of the Chachamim of Bavel. What do you see from this? Is that what actually happened? What do you see from Yeah, he did. Remember, because he called him Rav Rav Chartumaya. He was the head of all of the Chachamim of Bavel. Yeah. Why didn't he know him? Exactly. Why didn't he know him? Why is his wife here? Yeah, why is he didn't know him. He didn't know. Meaning, you see right away the difference between Bel Shatar. starts off drunk. Meaning, he doesn't care about. Uh, he doesn't. He doesn't. He, but it's, this must have happened a while later, because we know Evil Merodach anyway, right? Yeah. Was in between. Because yeah. So it was a while later. Because in the days of your father, it must have been a while ago. Well, it's not a year ago. Yeah. But meaning. He doesn't know who, who Daniel is, which means he didn't utilize Daniel. Which means he's Dan- not looking for chokhmah. He's, he's looking to be right? drunker. Drunker never, means like but it's very in the that, moment, not someone. That you can read it both ways. Forward. Daniel had no interest in trying to talk to Belshazzar. Uh, there's no point. He's not like Nebuchadnezzar. You're no Nebuchadnezzar. You're not the kind of person that I'm going to be able to reach, right? And he, being the person he is, of course, would never seek. Who can give me real chokhmah around here? He's not the type of person. He's a 
And so, so you see that he's out of the picture because the new regime has no interest. Just like the new regime of Paro, by Yaakov Melchada, they have no interest in the benefits of the Jews, what they can offer from the times of Yosef. Right? So she tells him to bring kol kavod ruach yatirah v'mandam v'sach letanu nefashach elmin v'achavayat achidan because he had an extra spirit and knowledge and understanding, interpretation of dreams and solving riddles u'mishareh kitrim and he could untie knots. That's just a way of like problem solving. Solving problems, right? In fact, your names are pretty similar, right? She said Daniel should be called, and he'll tell the he'll tell the answer. But you see, he was out of the picture because there was no interest in Belshazzar in either direction, probably between the two, because Daniel has nothing to offer those two. Because not the, he's not a chacham, he's not a man chacham is going to learn from Daniel, and uh, he's not seeking wisdom. And he calls him Daniel, he doesn't care about his original name. Well, he calls him by Daniel also. No, she called him by Daniel. No, yeah, <laughs> at least they're not praying at the Gota. It's bad. It's bad the most Ashkenazi. Imagine you want to go to Ashkenazi, sure you want to go here. I would rather go here. It's better than Ashkenazi. Alright. That's the one bad thing I ever have to say about Because it's about Ashkenazi About the Kamehameha kind of It's the Ashkenazi It's the Ashkenazi It's the 10 Ashkenazi Alright They should make it for you Just to limit the immigration Yeah, 
Here, here, here. Oh, it was off? No, I was just doing something. Oh, it's on, still on. You were just texting your friends? Yes, still on. Class? Okay. So, um... Similar, yeah. name al Kabamada Daniel. Antu Daniel dimin bene galuta di Yehud. That's what the Arabs call us also, Yehud. Di... Di Haiti malka avim in Yehud. That, uh... Uh... That my that was with my I guess with my king, my father the king from the Jews is that what it means? Yeah. Oh, that my father exiled. My father brought from you. Right. V'shim et alach, and I heard about you. Diruach elahin baach. You have the spirit of Ganu and a hero v'sachletanu v'chokma yitira ishtekachat baach. And and in insight and intelligence and wisdom, extra wisdom is found in you. And I've asked all of these experts to read this writing. And I want them to tell me the meaning of it. They can't explain the, the meaning. And I heard about you. I've heard that you can explain things and you can untie knots. If you're able to explain this, you can wear you can wear fancy clothes. And you'll get a gold chain. He's gonna become a rapper, basically. He's gonna put like a purple coat on and a gold chain. <laughs> well, but like one, pink, from, not a pink but coat. one from the seventies. Okay, not, not a modern one. And, and yeah, yeah. You'll rule over a third of the kingdom. Right? I know a lot of money. It, 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 but, yeah. yeah, he's going to have a lot of bling and a lot of uh, money. I don't want he obviously pay. wasn't Persian. He didn't say. Yeah, he wants to offer them a reward. He said, No. He says, I don't want your I don't want your reward. No, he never did. Wow. His reward was he put him in charge of the kingdom. I know, but he should have gave him like encouragement to, to do a good job. Yeah, he didn't. Yeah. He didn't need to. People, people offer you what they actually want. People, well, he's offering it to him because he's materialistic. So he figures, oh, I mean, you know, this guy's probably probably all the other charlatan, you know, interpreters had a big price tag. So he assumes that he has the same thing. But uh, but I think that um, it's also possible that he didn't really have to offer him anything because you know he was a slave. He was like a, in prison. He was like a, he wasn't an official in the kingdom like Daniel. He was uh, he was from the prison. He was a, he was an inmate. Like you can ask the inmate to do whatever you want. Yeah, he was ex-con or current con. Yeah. Um, you have give your like booty to somebody else. But I will tell you what the writing says and what it means. Ant Malka, you are you king. Elaha ilaa malchuta ulvuta vikarab hadra. The 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 Most High has given you kingship and strength and honor and glory. Yahavna Nebuchadnezzar Avuch. He gave it to Nebuchadnezzar your father. Omin revuta di yahavlei. 
all of the nations and peoples and tongues, Havo, Zayin, Vidachalin, Min Kadamoy. They were all afraid of him. Whoever he wanted, he would kill. And anybody he wanted to strike, he would strike. And anybody he wanted to lift up, he would lift up. Anybody he wanted to lower, he would lower. And when he became arrogant, yeah. and it was too, uh, his, his spirit became too obstinate and too uh, arrogant. Right, willfully arrogant. Onchat min karsem al was taken down from the from the throne. Vikara hediv minei, and he took away his glory. Umin bnei anasha tirid, and he became non-human. Remember, he became a beast. Vilevevayim chayvata shaviv, and he, his heart was like an animal's heart. Veim aradaya midorei, and he lived with the animals. He lived with like the uh, beasts. And isba ketorin yitamune, he ate. Uh, grass like a like an ox, and umital shemaya gishmei His body became wet from the dew. Until he finally acknowledged that Hashem rules over man. And uh, that whatever to whomever want, God wants to give power, He gives it. You the son, lo ashpelt You did not lower your heart. Even though you knew all this, right? Even though you were aware of what happened in the past, you did not humble yourself. You elevated yourself over God. And you you brought the vessels of His house before you. And you drank wine, you and your your officers and your Girlfriends, basically, all of your women drank out of it. Um, you praised gods of gold and copper and iron and, and wood and stone that don't see and don't hear and don't know. But to the God that your soul is in his hand, meaning the real God, and all of your ways belong to him. You didn't honor him. Right? So this is similar to basically what I was saying in the beginning. He says it straight out. That he didn't learn from his father or grandfather, whatever it was. He didn't learn from Nebuchadnezzar the proper way. Even though he knew the story, he didn't humble himself. And he didn't have the same, he didn't have a regard for truth or for the true God. He was immersed in idolatry. And to the point that he even utilized the vessels of the Beit HaMikdash, which is, of course, to be Mekadesh Hashem and to show the rejection of idolatry. The whole purpose, he used it to glorify idolatry. So now he's in a lot of trouble. Therefore, from before him uh, was sent this uh, hand, and um, this writing was written. This is what's written. Here are the Persians. This is what it means. That God has counted the time of your kingdom and it's over. Finished. Tekel means tekilta bemoznaya veshtakachat chasir. You've been weighed on the scale and found wanting, meaning God's judged you and you failed. You're like the bad egg. I don't know if you ever watched uh, Willy Wonka, you know, when she sits on the thing and goes in the bad egg. Peres. What does peres mean? Perisat malchutach vihivat lemadai ufaras. Your uh, your kingdom is going to be torn and given 
to Paras and Madai. Bedayin Amar Belshatzar Valbishul Daniel. Even though he told him he was going to be destroyed, he said, "You know what? A deal is a deal. You know, he gets fancy clothes. He got the gold chain. And he would get a third of the kingdom, right? At that night, Belshazzar died. So he didn't. So literally, it was right on the spot. So fascinating story because. If you were to summarize, what is the theme so far of the book of Daniel? It's Kiddush Hashem and Chilul Hashem, right? Daniel, through educating Nebuchadnezzar, is able to, able to prepare him to recognize the Kiddush Hashem of the three Hananiah, Mishel, Vazariah that are thrown into the Kivshana Esh. Later on, he's able to prepare him for, to understand the experience that he goes through, tries to preempt it, but doesn't succeed. But he is eventually Mekadesh Hashem, using his kingship and his power to spread awareness of God. Belshazzar, on the other hand, does the opposite. He takes the vessels that are meant to sanctify God's name and he uses them to desecrate God's name and to glorify idols. Okay, and therefore, he's killed. So Nebuchadnezzar is favored, so to speak, by God at the end of his days. Belshazzar is immediately killed because of the terrible Chilul Hashem that he did. But it's an ongoing thing because you have Daniel there. Meaning, this, none of this would, have any, would mean anything. If Belshazzar had drank, decided to drink wine out of the vessel of Beit HaMikdash and had just died that night, nobody would have made the connection. The fact that you have Daniel there, he's explaining it. See, that miracles don't, don't mean anything without an explanation. So whenever you have... Like the Rambam and the Ralbag always say that miracles only happen with a Navi. Why? Not just because it's the, uh, not because the Navi has a magic power to make miracles Rambam happen. But what? Rambam. Rambam with M, Maimonides, and Ralbag. There's a function for Right, there's a function, and the Navi not only foretells the miracle, but also it translates it and connects it to whatever the causes are that precipitated it. So Daniel is necessary here. To, to prepare, in other words, for the events of the death of Belshazzar to be understood properly, it was necessary to first have the interpretation of Daniel. So the event of the writing on the wall prompts uh, Belshazzar to seek an explanation. It doesn't work out. It ends up talking to Daniel. And now his death is understood properly as because of the Chilol Hashem. But if there hadn't been a Daniel there, nobody would have, nothing might have happened. It's not like Hashem is just going to kill him because he used the... Uh, use the vessels, nobody would, nobody would gain anything from that. We only gain from that because we have the perspective of Daniel, because the people around him have the perspective of Daniel, that, uh, that he was being held responsible for the Chilul Hashem, and it was contrasted. What's interesting is that Daniel starts out by contrasting it with the way that Nebuchadnezzar ruled and related to God and learned to fear God and to be Mekadeshim Hashem. And... and uh, and, and uh, Belshazzar didn't learn that lesson so therefore he's Mechalel Hashem and therefore he dies it's a very interesting uh, follow up so it's, it completes the story in a way of, of Nebuchadnezzar it shows the flip side of Nebuchadnezzar but it has Daniel as a character because you have to have the prophetic explanation you have to have somebody explaining the significance of the occurrence in order for it to be uh, understood as a Kiddush Hashem otherwise it just becomes 
a random thing, an accident, a weird thing happened. He dr- drank himself to death. He probably drank too much and had a heart attack. That's where it comes from. We also have the same exactly. Yeah, exactly. That's why we don't have. We don't have the ability to interpret events Definitely. like they did in the in the time of the <laughs> Literally, all the same side of the Right. Yeah, throwing lines is bad Look, there were people who said, oh, why was the Beit HaMikdash destroyed? Second Beit HaMikdash? Oh, because the Jews didn't accept Jesus. That's what they said. Right? Why are the Jews? Why were the Jews in exile? Because they didn't accept Jesus. Right. So when so when the Jews came back to Eretz Israel, it was the most difficult religious thing for the Christians because all this time it was part of the thing. Oh, here's the proof that the Jews are punished, that they're in exile. Right. And the Vatican still doesn't recognize the uh, state of Israel. They can't get over it. They can't get over that the, you know that, that that prediction didn't come true. That, 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 that comes to direct conflict with uh, with their beliefs. Yeah, yeah, yeah that's that's it. Yeah. They they came to visit Hawaii a number of times, but they'll never like yeah recognize that Israel. The Catholic the Catholic Church doesn't recognize. The cardinals like come to visit. They can't accept that the Jew is not a they the wandering and suffering Jew. Is uh, is a uh, proof, a right? A testament to the truth of their belief. And now that there no longer is that such such thing, so they, they don't know what to do. They don't know what to do. But in the in the in the movie The Disputation, you know the movie The Disputation with the Ramban. You never saw it. Such a good one of the things he says is, oh, when it comes to Jesus, you glorify suffering as a some divine thing. But when when the Jews suffer, you say that's a proof that they're wrong. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah. They're haunted up, they're haunted up. In the movie, you know, and, 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 yeah, I don't know if he actually said that in the movie. But then, and he also said when you uh, when it comes and you say that you know material wealth and success is uh, is sinful and bad, but then you point to the wealth of the church as a sign that they're so good. So how, how does it work? You can have both. I'll be back. All right, so I guess we should let's stop. Let's take a break. Yeah. It's been like two hours.